Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. This is John Massengale. I'm sitting in the studio tonight with Mr. Les Kaiser. How's it going, man? Man, doing all right. Doing all right. You're doing all right. You spent the whole weekend at Circuit of the Americas, and we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Mr. Jonathan Green is not in the studio tonight. Uh, he is out at Whoa, Sebring. No! <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say, it's a mayhem-free environment. Yeah, he's out at uh, Sebring for the Trans Am event. He's out there doing all sorts of commentary work. and I think. Have you ever been to Sebring? I have not. I have not. Can we get like a field trip? I, Go to I, Sebring next year, maybe? I think that's a great idea. Maybe even do the 24 I'll drive the bus. The there tr- yeah, there you go. That too. Yeah. Let's just spend the first few weeks of the next season in Florida next year. Our wives won't miss us. <laughs> it's a vacation for them. <laughs> hey, let me talk about what we got on the show tonight because we are going to talk all about Formula One testing is probably the, the bulk of what we're going to talk about tonight. Because it's done. The massive six days that they get, it's only six days, man. I, that, that's uh, a all the billions of days. dollars that are involved in that sport in six days of testing. What? Do, but what do you think of that? Is that... For, I, I kind of understand, okay, because right now it's all about budgets and limiting it, but I don't know. I, I mean, they I'm do get... I'm a bit how many, mixed on this. What, how many Grand Prix worth of, lep, of, of laps is it? It's like 13. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's... It just seems like not enough. Instinctively, con- I say they, I, there should be more. There should be more times during the year. Like you go, you get to go test, and you get, uh, a, you know, a couple weeks in between or a week in between to go do some more development, yeah. do some Tweets, more research, yeah, do it again, and then do it again. I think, I mean, that's the way it was to some degree in the past. So, well, I mean, that's the when big thing. Ferrari put that Turbo Six into one of their street cars and ran it for the <laughs> testing of the. The engine uh, the yeah. management. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, there's ways around this. Uh, we were thinking about putting it on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I to answer your question, I think there I wish there was a little more, but I mean, it seems to be working, especially this year, man. That the overriding theme probably was the fact that everybody seemed reliable. I mean, there was tons of laps by everybody. I guess Haas had the the least laps, but yeah, we'll talk all about that. But uh we're gonna talk about Formula One testing the bulk of it, but we're going to talk about the Netflix Drive to Survive Season 2. It's out yeah. in case you've been living under a rock and didn't realize that it's going again. And we're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus, how it's affecting motorsports already. It's already affected 
Formula One and now MotoGP. We're going to talk about that. And, you know, that's the reason I drink circled beer. <laughs> Corona free. Corona... No, no, no. You're supposed to be drinking Corona to build, to build your immunity. Was that Chris Layton? <laughs> you need to build your immunity? Okay. He, I didn't get a, a, yeah, whatever. a drum roll. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, you get Charles Barkley. Uh, there you go. That's appropriate. Uh, what else? Uh, that, I mean, those are the biggest things we're going to talk about. We're talking about the Carrera of the Americas, which is what you oh, were at this yeah. weekend at Circuit of the Americas. We're I, talk I, of... I was, you know, useless for anything else. Absolutely in the element. Oh, yeah. Loving You're surrounded it. by 9-11s. Yeah. Everything imaginable, Porsche, over, you know, decades, from the classics to the modern uh, cup, modern cup cars out there. Yeah, were there were there uh, all the way up to Kelly the, Moss was the nine nineteen RSR, the, not the nine nineteen, okay. but Kelly I mean, Moss was out there with their team and uh, had fun. Got to eat lunch with that crowd. It was uh, that's cool. Good, interesting, great weekend. Whether you're into the new, the old, and or all the above. Oh, there's a couple of, of Formula E stories I want to talk about, and I know that you talked. Oh yeah, Sophia Floresh. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, but let's jump right in and talk about. I want to start with the Netflix Drive to Survive. Because season two started, I guess, uh, was it Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday. And um, I've watched the first two episodes. I watched the first. Right. Yeah, and uh, the first was good. I was excited. There was nothing revolutionary. The second episode was, and we're not going to do any spoiler alert, so promise that. I, just just a little overview. But the second episode was all about the Haas F1 season last year. You know, the big hopes for the year, the big start. You know, they started by being best of the rest last year in Australia with Kevin Magnuson. Right. And big hopes. And, of course, we all know how it ended up. Uh, but they cover that really, really in-depth. I mean, that that first show is most – I mean, that second – episode two is mostly about the Haas F1 team. And, in fact, if you did like – if you liked Gunther Steiner's colorful language last year – you're going to really like episode, <laughs> oh, no. episode two because uh, I would guess there's 25 F-bombs from Gunther in episode two. So, yeah, that I, I will give one spoiler because F1 tweeted this. He's standing there talking, and he drops a couple of F-bombs or like three in a row, and he says, they'll cut that out. They'll cut that out. <laughs> no, they won't. They, didn't, <laughs> they did not cut that out. So. <laughs> Welcome back, Gene. <laughs> you got to deal with Gunther Steiner. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know they had a lot of Gene Haas in there. They yeah. had they had some really good content with Gene Haas and Gunther together, Gunther Steiner. So uh, yeah, uh, I just find those personalities so opposite in some ways, yet so intent and focused on the strategy and the business of racing and others. It it almost seems like an oddball couple. You know, could do a TV series it kinda, on Gene it, and It kind of does, doesn't it? It kind of <laughs> does. But the one thing I I noticed about uh, about Gene Haas is he is a cool cookie, man. He is just, you know, he doesn't get overly excited and he doesn't get emotional. Gunther is obviously yeah. gets a little bit emotional. Gunther does. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was really good. But, you know, I, I want to just touch on something we've touched on before, and it has been a lot of coverage about this in general, but... I think that this is by far the best marketing dollars. I don't really know how the what the relationship is, how this got paid for and all that exactly. I don't know about sponsorships or whatever, but it has been, in my opinion, the best dollars that 
FOM has spent, Liberty Media has spent, at least for the United States, but it's uh, apparently it's huge all over the world. I, I don't know the right, stats. Right. I'm with you on that. I can't say that I recognized any uh, obvious marketing. You know, nobody, yeah. you didn't have advertisers in it. You know, Mother's wasn't tuned in and <laughs> Mother's Polish wasn't paying for it. Yeah. But, um, I think it's really good, and I talked to I've talked to a few folks. In fact, I've turned a lot of folks to go check it out. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I will say I've heard from more people that had no interest in motorsports or marginal interest in it that have seen that movie, and now they want to learn more about this. And the next thing I did when they told me that, I said, "Go watch the 2018 season." of this because the 2019 is about to come out and here we are this week with 19 out. And so uh, I'm really encouraging that to others. And I hope, hope uh, you folks will be my disciples and uh, recruit a new congregation into it. Bring them into that. I, I just think that series is an excellent series to uh, introduce them to the teams, the personalities that are yeah. around. And, you know, quite honestly, as I was speaking to one lady, I said, you know, how many sports teams do you follow that you don't know the background? You don't know more about their players yeah. or their coach or, you know, you you know something about it. You don't just, you know, randomly turn on a team and decide that's who you're going for. I, you know, that's got to be an anomaly in the world if it happens. You know, there's been – Jonathan's talked about this, but there's been shows on the NFL behind the scenes, Hard Knocks or whatever it was called. But this was so good behind the scenes. You know, we've all been to – we've been to lots of Grand Prix now – and we get pretty good access, you know, and there's so much that we'll never see that no one sees. I mean, the 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 lunch between Gene Haas and Gunther Steiner, yeah, nobody sees that. And, you know, so, I mean, there's so much insider stuff that it is, I mean, I, I loved it. I just, it was, you know, borderline religious experience for yeah. me. Yeah, it is. It was so good. But I, I, and I've had lots of friends that, that are not into F1 that have told me they've watched it and they're really looking forward to season two. And now they, they want to watch the races because they want to fill in the blanks. So it's kind of the, the opposite of where we've been coming from. Sure. We, you know, we know all the racing, but now we know some of the backstory. Well, they were, now they know the backstory. They want to watch the racing and see what happens. You bet. And we've and, done so many movies lately. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Think about, it. we started with gentleman driver last year, uh, Willie, Willie, ribs with uppity and, um, and, and of course, uh, Ford versus, Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari, it's, it's been, you know, it, it goes to show that Hollywood and everybody else thinks that motorsports is an exciting thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Willie T. Ribs, you know, wasn't, you know, I'll say, you know, Ford versus Ferrari, Rush. Yeah. Uh, forgot about Rush. Those in that, in that approach to motorsports were kind of sexy and cool and all of that. Willie T. Ribs was very documentary and. And very much a sign of the times and the the obstacles that he faced. And so uh, that's something else. Oh, by the way, congrats, Theo Ribs, on winning that uh, Sano uh, championship over in Florida. Oh, that's I Willie's son. He's, yeah, he's shooting. a uh, yeah. shooting clay champion. So uh, well, Seminole good. champion. Yeah, and we talked about, I think we mentioned this, but congrats to Willie because we had him on the show promoting the movie, talking all about the movie. But it wasn't out on Netflix then, and now it's out on Netflix, and yeah. it was doing great. One I of mean, the top trending, yeah, shows it was for trending a while. for yeah for a few days. So yeah, that was cool. But yeah, the uh, the Netflix series is a fantastically produced piece of film. So it's not just 
you know, the, not just that great access, not just, you know, the fact that that we're that our sports being covered, but it's done really, really, really well. So the production value has been great. I remember watching the eighteen series, the uh, the eighteen season. Yeah, and season one of Drive seeing, to Survive. Seeing things that explained things that we didn't understand at the time. Yeah, and it gave you even us. You know, I mean, we, we do. We have privileged access. You know, especially to Haas and a few of the others, but. It was great to see some information. It's like, uh, okay, that adds a little more clarity of to what was going on, even with what we had the opportunity to see ourselves. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. Hey, if you want to give us a call tonight, we're going to be talking all about the F1 testing and some things. The number is 512-643-LIVE, 512-643-5483. Love to hear from you. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370. 
What's up? This is Bilko, Freestyle Motocross Rider with the Nitro Circus, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's get into F1 testing. So we just finished up six days of testing at Barcelona. Pretty good weather. It was cool some days. We had a little rain on day five, I think it was, five of six. You know, three days the week before, three days this week, this past week. And, uh, you know, I, I think I touched on it at the top of the show, but overall, probably the biggest takeaway is that lots of laps put in. I mean, we saw cars off track. We saw cars have troubles, engine swaps, and power unit issues and things. But overall, it the testing was that it was – there was a lot of – of laps put in absolutely a lot of laps and a reveal of new technologies yeah you know the let's you know after the overall story <laughs> yeah probably the hottest story was this the das system the dual axis steering das, das. das. <laughs> yeah. yes yeah the dual axis steering and, and then another simply brilliant because of its simplicity idea right. from mercedes it is so uh if you haven't seen the DOS system in action, it's really, really cool. It's Mercedes at their best. And what it hap- what happens is, you know, remember the telescopic steering wheel of the old 60s and early 70s Corvettes? You know, they had a little bit of tilt in and out. And uh, what it does is there's actually an adjustment that deals with some of the toe-in of the front-end alignment. And it allows them to make that adjustment from the driver's seat. So, hence, it's not an automated adjustment. Right. Fitting into the rules. And it helps Maybe. them. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Uh, at the moment, they're yeah. saying it is within the boundaries of the rules. Yeah. Now, I'm waiting to see what's going to change from now to Australia if anybody yeah. else tries to copy this. But the idea is, uh, and in fact, the, the video that you'll see on uh, F1's YouTube about it, is Lewis making the adjustment of the wheel. You see him actually move the steering wheel up and down the column just a little bit. Yeah, almost like a, an airline, an airplane, you know, where they pull right. back on the stick, you know, or, yeah. or telescoping really is the... Well, I was saying old Corvette, thinking you'd take the bait. But anyway, <laughs> and so anyway, that is exactly the way it's operated, and he does it right as he approaches the turn to get that extra stability through the turn and take advantage of that change in toe-in on it. So well, the also axis is something else. Yeah, he does it right before the turn, but of course, after the turn, I mean, because the whole idea is that you want the wheels straight on the straightaway, unless you want to build a little heat in the tires. Right. Then you can toe out, uh, you know, toe-in or toe-out would, would generate scrub, which would right. then generate heat. But the idea being that you can toe in for those those quicker sharper turn ins and and no telling where you know throughout the the corner yeah. how much you want to go toe in or toe out or flat or straight I'd call it yeah if you're watching Facebook we've got the video clip up of this and watch that steering wheel get pushed in just slightly yeah and you'll see the uh they're showing the toe in lines uh, that you would use for you know truing up your suspension you'll see those come together slightly at the end there and it's really a, a remarkable approach. To me, I'm surprised, you know, okay, it's got to be manual. I'd, you know, certainly I'd love to dig into the engineering of this, how ah, they're no. managing it. it what, you, what if it's incredibly simple? Just a handful of U-joints on the steering. It's like, <laughs> it could be. A little barbed wire. It'd be all there. <laughs> a little duct tape. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's really that's really cool. And what I mean, it's cool, but also if it if Mercedes just dominates again, uh, that's not cool. So I'll just flat out say that I don't want that. No, but, I don't either. But I have to. You got to love innovation, you know, around the rules. I mean, that's what we love about Formula One technology and and, and uh, these ideas. Yeah, we still haven't got an answer if anybody else has split the turbo apart and run it through the valley of the engines yeah yeah you know that was something mercedes came out with uh, four years ago five years ago when when we went turbo yeah and so uh well let's i'm interested in that uh, let's um let's t- let's look at the laps and and the times and everything else because like i was saying before there was a lot there was a a ton of laps put in so i've got i've got a a, a count here on the computer here. so lap counts Mercedes number one with 903 laps, Ferrari 844, McLaren 802, Racing Point 782, Red Bull 780. I mean, look how tight. 780, 782, all those. Uh, Alpha Tari. That's now. a lot of mileage. Yep. Uh, 769, Renault 743, Williams 737, Alfa Romeo 735, and Haas 649. So top to bottom, Haas at the bottom at 649, and Mercedes at 903. Yeah, that's a decent spread. You know, it's not like we've had in years past where there's just been a somebody had a nightmare weekend, nightmare testing week, and and didn't get any laps hardly. Sure. So it it um it's really it, that that was to me the overriding, and it lap counts per engine. Mercedes, to, uh, you know, everybody by engine, twenty four hundred laps, twenty four twenty two for Merce- Mercedes, twenty two twenty eight Ferrari, fifteen forty nine Honda, fifteen forty five for Renault. And let's look at the lap times because that, I think that that'll be probably the next. Let's do it by driver because well, that'll be the know, next most gonna, important. To me, honestly, I don't think that's there yet. I think they have their spurts and they can knock out half a lap and get an idea of what they what did do you mean? on that. I don't think the lap times are all that important. Oh yet. yeah, well I I it's testing. We all know that. We yeah. all know you can. There are so many different ways. Such a complex poker game. Yeah, I mean, I I was who was it? I think it, I was watching F one TV and they were doing an analysis of the of the different ways you can affect a lap time from fuel loads. The obvious ones are fuel loads and tires, right? The three different le- the 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 C four up C five C four C three tire, whatever tire, those have dramatic differences between lap times. Plus a full load versus a fuel versus a you know a qualifying lap load. It's like seven and a half seconds. So yes, the relevance of a lap time and in testing, but they got they do want to go out and get a, a a race pace and they want to get a qualifying lap or at least close. So there's there's some relevance to it, and we've yes. looked in years past. So the fastest lap time of this of this year, Valtteri Bottas one fifteen seven thirty two, then Verstappen, actually a pretty big gap one sixteen two sixty nine, and then Daniel Ricciardo at at Renault, which is a, a little I mean. You have, you have to think about that a little bit of a surprise. 116-276, almost as good as Verstappen. Leclerc, then Lewis Hamilton, uh, all in the 116s. Uh, Esteban Ocon, Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Sebastian Vettel, George Russell, Daniel Kvyat, and uh, Robert Kubica. All, all those are in the 116s. And then the Haas car comes as fast as Haas driver was Roman Grosjean at 117 flat, 117-037. And and Gasly, Raikkonen, Stroll, uh, Latifi, our rookie this year, Giovinazzi, Kevin Magnussen, Albon, and Norris. I mean, look, Lando Norris at the slowest. There, that that's yeah, going to prove your that, point right there. There it is. You know that, that's not right. Yeah, that's that's not going to stay that way. But 
I mean, there's there's relevance there, but uh, and and you got to talk about them because there's you know there there's the the big thing is those times. Uh, let's compare them to last year because I've got some times from last year on here too. Because uh, let's see, fastest fastest laps last year, one sixteen two twenty one. And so this year, one fifteen seven thirty two. So actually, if you take the, if you throw out if you do a curve and throw out, first, I mean a Valtteri Bottas lap, the the one sixteen one two sixty nine from Verstappen is almost identical to last year's one sixteen two twenty one, and that was by Ferrari, one sixteen two twenty four last year by Mercedes. So yeah, not dramatically different. And, and you know what? Let's go full circle and say yeah, Les, you're right. These lap times don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> take it back. I got something right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and and it is you know they're sandbagging and testing and all you know uh, of all the different things. So well, yeah. realize that you know we saw some strong runs in certain segments, and so they can just slice that data out and accumulate their pieces of the the entire loop and the track and and figure out okay. What yeah. are we really capable of running if we take the best of each of these? Take the sector one of this run and sector exactly. two of that run. You know that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, as well as slice and dicing, you know, the arrow effects, uh, you know, the engine management, things of that nature. So they're they're tweaking around and playing with all different things. They may not even care that the arrow is completely wrong at the moment while they're focusing on another piece. So, yeah, you know, realize they can slice and dice that data and pull out what they're actually testing at the moment and lap counts which is one of the most important things if not the most important thing right. for testing um so lewis hamilton had the most of the drivers kubica had the least because obviously he's not one of the full-time drivers kevin magnuson had the least of the full-time drivers with 250 lewis hamilton had 466 and grosjean did have 399 uh, let's see. Down towards the bottom, Raikkonen had three hundred. So you you can you guys can look all these up. I'm not going to go through every one of them, but so you know, good lap times across the board. There was a couple of team ones that I wanted to talk about though. Uh, fastest laps per team. You know, remember, you know, remember last year Ferrari. We we thought okay, the season's over. Ferrari's so much faster, right? Or so fast. Looking at the numbers, they really weren't that much faster, but. Uh, fastest laps. Uh, yeah, I mean, we touched on it. Valtteri Botas, Verstappen, Leclerc for Ferrari. Let's see. Let's compare uh, Leclerc to um, so to Vettel. It was pretty close. Vettel was one sixteen eight, and Leclerc one sixteen three. Yeah, so half a second. So, I mean, again, you can analyze these till you're blue in the face. So, uh, I think. Uh, one of the things I really like to do and is I like to look at the drivers, the way they're talking, you know, because you, it's kind of hard to hide the excitement, right? Right. And I think and I'll, I'll go into one of the other biggest stories of testing, and that is the pink Mercedes. I mean, that thing really does look like Tracing Point. You've heard that nickname, <laughs> right? Uh. The Racing Point car looks like it was cut and pasted from last year's Mercedes. Right. I mean, it is so close that, uh, you know, apparently you, you, obviously you can't use aero data, right? You can't use, they can't, Mercedes can't give them their old, hey, here, use our old 3D CAD file. We're not using it this year. They can't do that. That's actually illegal. But 
you know, knowing what you can it's do. It's frowned with, upon. It's frowned upon, yeah. But, you know, imagine what you can do with good photography, which is what they've done. Because when you put those things side by side, uh, they look identical. They really look identical. So if you just load your own car with scanners and scan your competitors' cars during As testing, you drive by. <laughs> you've, you've kind of got a good head start on this. Yeah. And so if you look, uh, Racing Point was fast. Yeah. And some people are picking them to be as high as fourth this year and maybe even battling for podiums. The best of the rest? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Formula 1.5? <laughs> that's what that's what that Gene or Gunther? Yeah, Gene said 1.5 that uh, that's what he was shooting for. Yeah, that was I was here in Austin when at the you press conference here in Austin when Gene called it uh Formula 1.5, the rest of the rest. But that's exciting because Racing Point we you know, they really didn't I hadn't really thought about over the off season, like what's Racing Point going to do? And they come out with this this pink Mercedes that's going to be very competitive. You know, they've got. In fact, I had in my notes they've got some of the uh, from last year's car. They've got, you know, they they've got. Let's see, what was it? I think some of the suspension parts uh, uses the Mercedes rearing components from 2019, and so you know, Mercedes power. So I mean, this thing's going to be it's going to be fast. It was already fast. I mean, are they really going to be the the leaders in the midfield? I don't know. Uh, You know what? I don't care. I just want to see it shaken up. I'd like to pay attention to more than, you know, have some real battles this year. It got better last year. You know, I'll agree. But uh, hopefully this is where we're going with this. I want to see the battle before we get to 21 and have all those changes thrown at it. All right, well, let's go in and take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go down. We're going to do our own guesses for the season. I'm gonna, we're going to give you our 10 place to first place, oh, each one of us. So. <laughs> All right, listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin. We'll be back after these messages. traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives. Only water, malt, hops, and yeast. And absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. So, you know, with Williams in 10th place, I think that's probably a pretty common prediction. And by the way, you know, these are just my predictions and you're going to give yours. But I mean, they've been all over the board, uh, the, the predictions that everybody I've seen. And, you know, we everybody predict Ferrari last year. But I think that that it's going to be you, you can ask 10 different people, 10 sure, different pundits, sure. and you're going to get 10 different answers. So I'm going to say Williams in 10th. There you go. And. I've been going back and forth, and I'm because I'm such a big fan. I'm not going to say Haas ninth. I'm going to say Alfa Romeo in ninth. And, so far, we're in agreement. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you know the car, like what it, Kimmy had. I think the fastest speed yeah. in all of testing, 334 kilometers an hour. Uh, so they've obviously got a low drag car. Could that mean they're going to have a tough time in certain tracks? And so I don't know, but. I mean, I, my gut after watching the the interviews and everything else that I think that Haas is going to do better than Alfa Romeo, but I am going to say Haas in eighth. Okay. And I, I think that, you know, Haas didn't, they did, they had the least amount of laps, right? I think they didn't, they didn't show me uh, that they had, you know, that it was going to be a disaster, but they didn't show me that it was going to be dramatically better. But, you know, my, you know, Americans don't like to lose. Ha- Gene Haas does not like to lose. Oh, no, no. And uh, if you're, if you've watched Drive to Survive, a couple, the second episode, you know, he doesn't like to lose and he'll tell Gunther that. So I'm going to say Haas in eighth. And then I'm going to say Alpha Tari. And it gets really hard here from, you know, in this midfield, right. it's really hard because, I mean, they, they claim they're aiming for fifth, right? Right. Um, I mean, they certainly look the, – the pace and testing looks pretty good. Uh, Kvyat and Gasly, uh, my two buddies that I got to spend time at NASA. Yeah. I smile because we got to sit, hang out with those guys all day in NASA. Well, the that, funny thing is br- your breakfast story. Yeah, yeah. Well, we came down and, and Kvyat, uh, he was just – we were all kind of – we all kind of walked up this table at the same time. And he yeah, yeah, come on, sit down, sit down. He, he didn't know who we were. I mean, he, he knew we were somehow involved in the right. in the motorsports NASA trip up there, but he was super nice, and he and Gazzy both were actually. Uh, anyway, so they the, the Alphatari car obviously uses they get some of the stuff from Red Bull, right? So they're going to be using the rear suspension and the gearbox from the 2019 Red Bull right. car. Uh, their aero and their front suspension are unique to Alphatari, but who knows? They they might get a Q3 on a good day, on a lucky day. So. Um, and I'm going to say sixth, uh, I am, I'm going to go Renault. I was debating, um, between racing point McLaren and Renault. I'm going to say six Renault. And, and, and that is solely based on the interviews. I know, I know Daniel Ricardo had the third, third fastest lap time, but right. some guy just a few minutes ago told me the laptops don't matter. 
So I'm going to go with what he said. And, uh, and you know, we got to remember, they're a works team. And I, I this is kind of a hard thing to say, but I just I, – they didn't show me anything last year, right? You know, I didn't I, – I you know, the year before when Haas and Renault were battling uh, – battling for that fourth position. I expected Renault to be even better in 2019. So anyway, I'm going to say Renault six. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to not go with, I'm not going to get sucked into the pink Mercedes craze. I'm going to say that, that uh, racing point is fifth. I'm, I'm going to say they're not going to be ahead of McLaren. Um, I mean, by the way, that the team under their own admission, that it is an aerodynamic clone of last year's car. They admit that. Right. So, um, you know, so I, I I like, I love what they've done. The fact that, you know, you could almost compare what they've done to the way Haas came into F1, right? Using, using Ferrari parts. In a way, you can compare that because on one hand, you say, oh, man, that's cheating. You, you're copying last year's car. But, but anyway, it's within the rules. And anything that can make the, the midfield competitive, I'm, I think I like it. So I'm going to say... So I say McLaren is going to be fourth. Um, the car looked really stable. If I when I when I, after watching all the testing, that's what I it looked balanced and stable. It was not. I mean, it was it was fast. They had some good lap times, and if they make the same amount of progress they made from the year before, then yeah, they will be the best of the rest, solidly the best of the rest, and. The next one is really interesting, too, because I'm saying for Mercedes is fastest. I think nobody's going to argue with that. But I'm going to say Ferrari in third. I'm going to say that Max and Red Bull beat Ferrari this season and come in second. I mean, they've, they've got Max, number one, arguably the best driver in Formula One. Right. You know, you could certainly make that argument. So, um, but going back to Ferrari... During testing, were they sandbagging? I don't know. Nobody knows. They certainly had a more conservative pace last year. They they talked about adding more downforce because, you know, they had such good straight-line speed last right. year. So that's where I'm going. And, of course, Mercedes, fastest laps, most laps, most impressive long pace. And that new W11 looks, W11 looks to be the car to beat. So You bet. You bet. Well, that's gonna, my prediction. There you go. Well, I'm going to start at the front and just uh, since we agree on a lot of things, Mercedes, yes. I'm going to go with you on uh, okay. Red Bull. All right. Uh, Ferrari, but I'll even go so far as to call out Charles Leclerc is going to be the leader for the Ferrari team after about the third race this year. Okay. Well, that, I don't know if that's a whole, that much of a reach, but I, considering I think the errors. And... I think he's going to do just fine. Well, wait. Oh, let me pause right there. What do you think about the mental state of Sebastian Vettel? Because last year, I, I, the, what really jumps out at me, the biggest error that he made when he, when he had that, when he spun off track and blasted right back onto the track and almost ran into, sure. I forgot who it was, but you remember that? That yeah, just showed yeah. me his head is not in the right place. Uh, unless he's got a great uh, mental state coach over the winter, maybe he's got Grosjean's think, yeah psychiatrist. I think uh, no, I think Charles is going to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's done. I don't know. You know, maybe Sebastian took some ride on his classic motorcycle over the break. <laughs> he's got a collection he, of them, and he, uh, you know, maybe he got his head on straight there. He did look relaxed in the last few interviews and i yeah. do i put a put a decent amount of weight on that what else can you do in testing but sure all right sure. you're not going to agree with me all the way down are you no no 
I actually think uh, Alpha Centauri, oh, excuse me, Alpha Tori will be next. <laughs> Alpha Centauri, okay. Hey, that's a big difference. Yeah, okay. I, I like think, it. I, like I think it. they're next up. Uh, Gasly, I don't think he's going to be the leader of the pack. I think Kvyat will be the leader of the pack. You think so? Team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after that, leaning towards Racing Point, they looked really good at mm -hmm. testing. I got to you know, go with that. As from there, I think we're going to go with McLaren next. Okay. Okay. Alfa Romeo. So, yeah. I think Antonio's going to... Whoa, gonna you're saying Alfa Romeo next? Yep. I oh, think wow. Antonio, okay. I think Antonio's going to learn from Kimi, and I think that's going to wind up in points for Alfa Romeo. So you're putting... That's the ace in the hole. Okay. So you're putting... Oh, okay, keep going. Sorry. That's all right. Race uh, back... Haas, uh, Haas, Williams, who'd I miss? Renault. That's what I was waiting for. I was Renault. going, where are you putting Renault? Renault and Haas are going to beat up each other all season. For, for where did that put them? And they battling are, for ninth? Yep. Wow. Daniel Ricardo just, uh, uh, he's not happy with you on that prediction. No, no. He's, he, I like in, it. Instead hey, man, of I giving like me it. a high five this next year, he's going to punch me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, all right, man. I like it. I like it. Well, hey, it looks like we have a caller on the line. Dan. Hey, Dan. How's it going, man? Hi there. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Is this the Dan, the man that's been on the show before? Yes, sir. How are uh, you guys doing? Welcome back. Happy Where 2020. Here we go. Where are you, Dan? I forgot. Mchesney Park, Illinois. Illinois. I was, uh, about, yeah. about an hour west of Chicago. I was going to say Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I popped on. My phone said you guys were on, so I, we just got back from my parents' house, and I saw you guys were talking about kind of the pecking order so far for this year. Yeah, I mean that's just our guess. Is what you your thinking? guess is, man? I think Mercedes is unequivocally out out in front, but I keep wondering if they're going to get protested because mm, yeah. that that trick steering is totally a movable aerodynamic device. The only difference is that it's set by the driver as opposed to by like yep. aerodynamic or something like that so i think some of the other teams may protest yeah i'm glad you brought up the aero side because we didn't we talked all about the the alignment the side of it but we didn't but but you're right it is absolutely an aero device okay but it uh the argument like gosh what was the item here a little while back uh was it the mirrors ferrari did the mirrors trick and got called and decided it was an aero device <laughs> yeah, it looked like yeah. an aero device but i I think the argument we're going to hear from Mercedes is, no, it's not intended to be aero. It is intended to be alignment or suspension, and it's manually activated. Mm -hmm. Are you going to argue with me, Dan, or against me? Uh, a little bit of both. I think, number one, it is a suspension adjustment, but it's a suspension adjustment that's designed to help the aero as well because it helps cleans up the airflow over the front tires. And, I mean, it's already been banned for 21. They already came out and banned right. it for that. So I think, I think there's something may happen with that. Either that, or everyone's going to race to it this year. Hmm, yeah, and I could see in close races where you know Mercedes beats Ferrari or Red Bull by a small amount. I could see them protesting it and going with the stewards. Hmm, yeah, you know they're getting the extra straight, straight line speed because the wheels turn in you know totally straight as opposed to with that uh, that camber on it, and you know. Total, you don't need yeah. all of them to go with it, but you might get one, and that's a big swing. Yeah. I mean, look, it's so, Formula One. Thousands of a second sometimes are separating, so sure. any tiny fraction of anything can make a huge difference. 
Well, and I mean, even with, you know, Renault's mass damper from 2005, they called that a movable aerodynamic device and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So that it's, it's going to be interesting. Cause if, if I was one of the other teams, I'd roll the dice at least once. Cause what, what do you have to lose? People go, Oh, you know, you're just trying to knock them for this investment. And you go, well, you know, they made it, they came up with a super clever system, no doubt, but they also created a movable aerodynamic device. And just because it happens to work with the suspension to help in the corners and things like that and help with tire wear, it totally is designed to clean up the airflow over the front of the car and move it down um, more efficiently as opposed to having that turbulent air. And uh, so I think that's going to be, I can't, I can't think nobody protests that and they can play nice about it now, but it's different when, you know, season and, and, uh, you know, Mercedes is just, I don't think it's going to make, you know, a million miles an hour of difference, but two, three, four miles an hour on straightaway. Oh, that's, that's big. Yeah. I mean, teams spend, they spent $10 million trying to get four miles an hour on a straightaway. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that could be a big help. And I, I just can't see Ferrari or somebody rolling the dice once just to see if they can get, because the stewards don't always play by the books <clears throat> just to get one. Yeah. And I think Ferrari, Ferrari and Red Bull, especially, I mean, we all remember the double diffuser of 2000 yep. and 2009. You know, it came down to what do you define a whole as? And, what, you know, I mean, it was just these total minutiae that ended up um, getting them in getting them in trouble. And it went on most of the year. And, I mean, Red Bull have taken – have had some uh, interesting loopholes yeah. they've exploited over the years as well. So I just can't see – even Red Bull rolling the dice and protesting it and yeah, just seeing what happened. Well, hey, man, well, what about the rest of What do you think is Mercedes fastest? What do you think from there? I Ferrari are going to be, I don't know. I think Ferrari are sandbagging. I just can't believe that they're having problems. I mean, I know Vettel had an engine issue, which is fine in testing. But I just, I can't feel like they're that bad off. Because I think they're just taking a different approach this year. Because last year they were, they were outright quick. And and then you get to the season and they're having all these problems. I mean, I watched the video of Vettel's fastest time, I think from what, Thursday, Friday, whatever day that was when Vettel chalked in. And I mean, that car looked way more controlled than it did last year. Because last year when you would get into the corner and the straight line, the car was a rocket. And then you would get into the corners. And when you start getting the yaw on those wings, the different angles, as opposed to just a flat wing, then you would see, you know, them, them catch the car. It would understeer going in and then it would oversteer and they would just lose tons of time because they're just sawing at the wheel. And I didn't see any of that from Vettel really when he drove on that lap. And that struck me as one of those laps, like, I mean, it was on the soft, so they could have gone softer if they wanted to, Yeah. but it just struck me as that car was totally in control. And I think they're in a good spot. I don't think they're trying to draw headlines. I think they're going to let the focus be on, on, on Mercedes, but Red Bull looked good too. They looked really strong, and even McLaren is is looking like they're clawing some. I think McLaren could be best of the rest. And I think Haas has kind of taken that. Haas and Renault have kind of always been battling for that in the last couple of years. But I think I think you're really looking Mercedes for our Bull, and if that Red Bull Honda engine is really on song, maybe Ferrari and Red Bull switch. Yeah. But then I think you're really looking. I think McLaren are going to be strong. Renault are, aren't really tooting their, their own horn that much. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're going to be behind McLaren, and you could still have Renault and Haas fighting 
Force India, I think, is going to have to move up because they basically copied and enhanced the, <laughs> the 2019 the, Mercedes The pink car. Mercedes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people yeah, are the picking pink. them to maybe even put, you know, have podiums. I mean, everybody's talking about that. But it, it, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be that, you know, that fast. Yeah, no, I think because all the other teams, it isn't like all the other teams stood still. Yeah, and I think exactly. everybody, everybody found time. And they're already really talking this year about how records can fall. And, I mean, these cars have just been blindingly quick around uh, Catalonia, which is a track they all know really well because they spend a lot of time there in testing and then they race there. <laughs> so, and, I mean, even Williams. I've watched a couple of videos of Williams compared to last year. I mean, it, the car looks way more smooth. So I don't know how much they'll move up, but I think there's some definite movement for them, which they're going to sorely need. Yeah. So I think, but I think the front is kind of remain the same. I feel like, I don't know. Honda's talking about getting out of it, which has to mean undoubtedly that their engine is going to be awesome because they have awesome ability <laughs> to get out when they shouldn't. <laughs> right, right when they're peaking. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. when you sell your house at like the lowest point in the market <laughs> yeah. and take a bath on. Honda have that. Honda should be realtors because they would. I mean, they could just they sell at the absolute worst point. I mean, they got out. They you know tried to dump the team and then Braun bought it for the symbolic dollar. Yeah. the team to the world championship and i mean they had like hardly any budget i don't think they developed the car the first half of the season they just took the car out of the box and just ran ran circles around everybody with it i mean it should have been bought by audi because they ran four rings around everybody else yeah and then well, hey, and then I, well, sorry go ahead i was just saying we're about out of time dan but i i, I don't before you before we let you go we got to go to break but i want to ask you have you how far into the drive to survive season two are you I actually haven't watched one episode. <laughs> ah, well, you got to watch it, man. Wait, I need to. I will do it, and then I will report back. Oh, there, <laughs> there you, you go. go. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, we got to we got to take a break. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you calling. And hey, we're going to be doing oh. our uh, our official pre uh, Formula One season show next weekend. Jonathan, be back here, and uh, we're going to be doing it on our national platform, as you've probably heard us. And uh, we're getting ready for the whole season of pre and post Formula One shows. So tune in next week, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Take thanks, care. Dan. All right, Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more. We're going to talk a little coronavirus because MotoGP made an announcement. Oh. And uh, a little a little Porsche talk. And uh, what else? Uh, one more thing. Oh, South by Southwest. We're going to talk about that, too. That's Corona, isn't it? No, but no, it's not about our It's about our South by Southwest there panel. We're doing one. Speed oh, City that is. one. Good. Yeah. No Corona. All right, be back after these messages. Austin, Texas, baby. <laughs> Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. 
You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Austin's Talk, 1370. Hi, I'm J.D. Beach, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. Huey Lewis bringing us back. Way to go, producer. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, gonna send out goodwill, uh, get well wishes to Huey Lewis. I just heard a uh, radio story that uh, he's facing a pretty serious illness, may not be able to perform again. Oh, wow. And I didn't know so, that. Uh, I was just gotta, enjoying the music. Yeah, no, gonna miss that. I, I saw him for $8 here in Austin, Texas. <laughs> How old time. are you? Be nice. Says the man who's older than you. Be nice. Hey, I want to talk Show about. Me the money! <laughs> oh, God. Hey, I'm not as uh, crazy as that guy. I want to talk about South by Southwest for two reasons. One, we have been invited to do a panel. We so a few months ago, I submitted a panel to South by Southwest. I was so proud of myself. I was like, this is an awesome panel. They're going to choose us. And what the way it works at South by Southwest to get chosen to do a panel. You create your panel and you write it all up, and then you actually have to promote your own panel and get voted up. Well, we got too dang Think busy. School, is this high school cheerleader competition? Well, or, no, actually, you know, it's actually a really good system. They call okay. it a panel picker. Okay. I just wanted to make sure this wasn't like fan boost or something. Well, I mean, you get – I don't know the whole system, but I know that it's weighted by that. Good. Well, we didn't promote it at all. I don't think anybody voted for us at all. But I got a call from South by Southwest – and they said, we really liked what you wrote up, and we'd like you to do a panel anyway. So it's official merits. So there. That's right. So, so um, we are going to do a panel. And so they, they said, because um, I'd only put in me and Jonathan Green, and, and they said, the way this panel, the one they, they, they have us doing is called There's Select no comedy 15. relief needed. There's no comedy. <laughs> that's okay, right. I get it. So what it is, it's like, it's, it's an hour long, so it's four 15-minute sessions. 
and it's kind of like four TED Talks. Instead of a panel like we've done before where it's we all discuss between us, it's four individual talks. And so the, the they said, can you put together four people? And I said, let me see what I can do. So I called up Dave O'Neill, the former oh, yeah. former team manager for the Haas F1 team yeah, and the Manor team. And he said, heck yeah, because he lives here in Austin. He said, yeah, I'd love to do it. So then I called up Gareth Rees, who is a <laughs> four-time champion with the Red Bull team, with the Sebastian Vettel team, who's an electronic electric engineer with the Red Bull team. He was. And he's got a business here in Austin. Uh, it's called S's Racing, E-S-S-E-S, S's Racing. And so he's going to join us. Nice. And then I called up Edgar Ferrara, oh. who is the sustainability of Circuit of the Americas. And, you know, he is the only sustainability director in motorsports. In motorsports, yeah. And or venues, yeah. Yep. And then I said, well, we got to have one Speed City representative. And they, the topic that I had chosen that they loved, the topic was kind of a technology thing because it is South by Southwest Interactive, which is mostly about technology. The overarching topic that we chose is how uh, motorsports, uh, Formula One technology trickles down to your everyday life, whether it's your everyday car or your everyday life in all different ways. As we know, you know, the, the McLaren engineering and Williams engineering, right. engineering, those guys have produced technology that's trickled down into all sorts of things. One of my favorites is how, you know, how they track luggage through an airport. Think about oh, how yeah. that compares to tracking cars around a racetrack. Nice. So, so I'll, I'm going to be doing the fourth panel, <clears throat> fourth panel, and so that is going to be the Saturday. I think it's it's the Saturday right before Formula One kicks off. So, what's that? The 14th or the 15th? So it's the 14th, and so we'll we'll uh, we'll tweet out. If you're going to be at South by Southwest, all you got to do is look up Formula One, and we come right up. There's not that many topics, but uh, I'm really excited, man, because I looked up and we've got hundreds of people that have have uh, put it on their list to go see. Well, so we can have a full audience. I was explaining to somebody that people travel from all over the world for this. Oh. It's a huge thing. You know what? We're out of time. I, I didn't realize we'd run out of time. But, hey, the big thing that we wanted, we at least wanted me to mention, is that the coronavirus has canceled the MotoGP racing guitar. We, As we know, that, that uh, China Formula One has been rescheduled, so or is going to be rescheduled at least. So we'll see what happened. Hey, I want to give a quick shout-out. I want to congratulate Nick Cassidy. He topped the times in the rookie test at Formula E, and our buddy guy. Kirk, uh, Cal Kirkwood was also fifth in that. So uh, congratulations to those guys. I want to talk about this some more, but we're out of time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tune in next week. We'll have Jonathan Green back in the studio talking all about the 2020 Formula One season. And uh, we appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our caller, Dan, and we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.